Tennessee Wildcast is live on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're joining in. And today I've got Mr. Don King helping me co-host. How you doing, Don? Doing great, Jason. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, glad you're here. And uh, it's uh, been a few shows since you've been with us. I know. It has been. So uh, we're glad you're here. And we got a lot going on. Um, we got a pro shop partner with us today. Uh, visit HumphreysCounty.com. I said it again. I said county. It's VisitHumphreys.com. So make sure you uh, check that out. And they're our pro shop partner today. And we have Mr. David Daniels with us. He's going to be our spokesperson. So I'm going to widen out here a little bit so you can see him. And we appreciate him being with us today. How's that, it going, David? Very, very good to be here. Appreciate you letting me come back. Did Dave, I say it? David, I did. that's okay. Without the S. <laughs> I did right. say it. What's all right. <laughs> it never fails. All right. David Daniel, visit Humphreys.com. Okay. Today we're going to be talking about uh, the FSO Bass Tournament Series. You, uh, you host that and... Uh, and got that going and uh, so how'd the season go it just wrapped up here recently it did we wrapped up the end of june um you know we I came on earlier in the year to talk about it here on this show and and promote it a little bit and it was great we we got a lot of feedback from that i think it was shared around quite a bit uh, everybody was happy and um as a celebrity as i'm ever going to be i guess All thanks right. to you guys <laughs> yeah but, you're uh, famous <laughs> the uh <laughs> The, the turnout was good. We had a great year, and we wrapped it up the last weekend of June with a two-day classic. Uh, it was a Friday and Saturday is, is what it was. And um, we had uh, almost 40 or maybe a little over 40 boats, a couple um, great guys that won the tournament. They won $5,000 wow. and uh, some product. And uh, it was just good good, good for my business with First Stop Outdoors, good for the county, good for the lake. Uh, you know, just a, a good good event all the way around. Yeah. So, uh, are we are we seeing pretty good conditions on the water right now in that area? It's it's getting better. It got pretty tough from June, um, July, and the first of the month, but I'm seeing some pretty good posts of some fish and hearing that people are actually getting out and catching pretty big stringers. So yeah. uh, it's it's getting better, and it should only get better with time as we move into the fall. So, and your tournaments. Uh, remind us when they'll start next year. We, we, last year, this past year, and it worked out well. We started in March, so we did um, March, April, and May, and then the classic was in June. So okay. we've we've done a few more in the past, and a few. This was the fewest amount of tournaments that we had to qualify for the classic. But be looking for us. We'll put a calendar out sometime December uh, or January with the dates. And uh, as of right now, they'll be all out of Pebble Isle Marina again down in Humphreys County. If anything changes, we'll be sure to let everybody know. Okay. And uh, your website, that's probably the best place for you to it find is, that calendar? It is. We have we have two websites. One is uh, firststopoutdoors.com, and that's kind of a general about the store and the business itself. And then we created a new uh, website this year specifically for the tournament series, and that's FSO Team Bass. Dot com so fso teambass.com and that has the um, uh, results from the tournaments and pictures and all the sponsors and and really any other major tournaments that are going on are they're highlighted on that site as well so if you're in the bass fishing you need to to um, bookmark fso teambass.com that's uh, good Jason and I got to visit the store a while back oh yeah and 
there is nothing in there that you need that is not in your store. That's I, kind of I, what we I've like to say. It's a one-stop shop for yeah. anybody that's the outdoors, everything from fuel to license, food, drinks, tackle, uh, everything yeah. there. So, and then next door is your hunting supplies. It, it is. Yeah. So, so it, I, I, I don't get to that store at 4 a.m. like I do. Like <laughs> I, I don't, like they do at the, at the convenience store. But it's a pretty hopping little place every day, I can tell you. It's, yeah. Uh, we get a lot of support. And a lot of folks from out of town, for the years that that store has, has been there, that's kind of a landmark that they go to when they come in, and uh, it's 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 really neat to see all the people that come through. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's uh, let's highlight some things here uh, in in Humphreys County. There's a lot going on in your area. There are three upcoming events that we want to highlight. The first one's uh, coming up on the 25th of August. Uh, sweat for a vet. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's a uh, that's an event there. They're going to start on uh, the 25th of this month, and uh, it'll start at the Elks Lodge there in Waverly. Uh, it's right off of West Main Street. It's real easy to find if you come in from Highway 13. And, and to come to Humphreys County uh, for any of the events that we talk about, whether it's the fishing tournament or or any of these special events that we have or to shop, uh, we're at exit 143. I tell folks we're almost right between Jackson and Nashville uh, on I-40, and it's um, the, the Loretta Lynn exit. That's kind of everyone knows That's it. The landmark, yeah, it's Buffalo. It? is what it's called, that little community there, but uh-huh. it's the Loretta Lynn exit, exit 143, and, of course, Waverly's about 15 miles north of that. But the Elks Lodge is on West Main Street, and it's this is an event for uh, for veterans, and um, it's a day-long event starting out with a 5K run and a bike ride and then uh, moving out to Loretta Lynn's Ranch out there for some games and festivities at that site. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier um, it's such a good venue out there. It's thousands of acres. There's really everything you could want. There's plenty yeah. of parking. There's in- entertainment. It's beautiful. There's it's you know it's just camping, very scenic. In- anything you want. Camping. Yeah. They have some uh, cabins there. It's in. It, it's just a few miles from Buffalo, where we have all of our local hotels uh, there. So we got some good chain hotels there. So a lot of food. A great restaurant out there. The Log Cabin restaurant's very popular. Been mm-hmm. there for years, kind of. So we have us in Waverly, and then the Log Cabin out at the interstate. My buddy runs that. And he's a big supporter of the outdoors, and uh, they. Um, it's just a good location. So yeah. that that's that'll be a good event that day on the twenty fifth. Well, speaking of Loretta Lynn's Ranch, the coming up on the thirtieth. Gospel uh, Fest. Yeah. Uh, that's a four-day event, looks like, uh, at Loretta Lynn's Ranch and featuring Shenandoah. Yeah, that's... You're familiar with them. I, yeah, that's kind of kind of an old-school band there, yeah. but making their tour great music. Um, Loretta Lynn usually has... If, if there's a concert out there, it does well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's a really good one. I understand that that, that is a pretty big um, event that's taking place there. Uh, you know, you stretch something out over three or four days, it needs to be, and I'm sure it will. So, And, and both of those events, the, the events for the vets and the Gospel Fest, is open to the public. Uh, anybody you know can can travel in, and there's plenty of places for them to stay and be taken care of while they're there. Looks like Thursday is going to be a bring your instrument and play along with the band day. <laughs> it, it is. Like I think they're actually uh, maybe some sort of a talent show in there. Now, yeah. Uh, gospelfest.com. Uh, if anyone has any uh, or wants any more information, that would be uh, the place to go. Uh, gospelfest.com, and I'm sure there's a link from Visit Humphreys County uh, over to that gospelfest.com. So. Cool. Um, that that should be a pretty popular uh, event. And then, yeah, you know, wrapping it up here with these uh, these special events on the on the eighth of September, a thirty mile yard sale. That's it, a long yard sale. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> the yard seller's dream, I yeah. guess. But uh, I'm sure there's more than just yard sale items. <laughs> it, in that. It's 
it, it, it's, it, it, it's at least things. 30 miles. And there's antiques. There's a, I mean, if you can imagine everybody coming out and lining the roads for this yard sale, and uh, there's a there's a round. Highway 70 runs through Humphreys County, and so does uh, State Highway 13. Uh, so they kind of intersect there, and there's a lot of Bakerville Road has a lot of the art yard sales on it, and that goes through an area of the county kind of on the backside of Loretta Lynn's Ranch um, in the Bakerville community, and it's just very scenic. I mean, Humphreys County, I said it when I was here before, the Tennessee River, the Duck River, the Buffalo River, uh, it's rural, but then the roads are nice. It's easy to move around. The people there are great. So um, if you're into yard sailing, bring a trailer, bring a truck, bring some cash, <laughs> yeah. and come on to Humphreys County because there's a, there's a lot going on that weekend. So, and looks like if you go to the hum, uh, Humphreys County Chamber of Commerce uh, site, that'd be a good place to get some more information on that. Uh, phone number is 931-296-4865. Um, so there's uh, quite a few opportunities in, in Waverly and, and uh, Humphreys County to, uh, to uh, enjoy that area. Um, visit Humphreys.com. That's right. Make sure we got don't, it, don't forget right. that. Yeah, and put visit in there. Visit Humphreys.com. Yeah, visit yeah. Humphreys.com. So uh, thank you, David Daniel, for being with us. Uh, we appreciate Always you. a pleasure. Uh, it's been a good time, and uh, we are uh, look forward to seeing you again some other time. Great. Thank so, you. Uh, Thanks, David. Well, today's show, uh, the main, uh, I guess the main beef of the show is going to be about uh, the strategic let me get this right. Strategic plan for deer management. Yeah, and we've got some public meetings coming up regarding that, too. So uh, September 4th, 5th, and 6th, right, Jason? Yeah, yeah we're going to uh, be doing those on 4th, 5th, and 6th. That's Jackson, Murfreesboro, Knoxville, in that order. So uh, we'll get more details on that from Mr. James Kelly, our deer program leader, and he is joining us now. All right. Welcome, James. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us, I know there's a lot of work that goes into a strategic plan. And, you know, a lot of folks listening and watching might not be so familiar with exactly what is a strategic plan. I mean, how, how deep do you get into details and, and what, what all's involved? Well, um, that's, a, that's a good question. That's one we have to wrestle with. And there's, you know, there's a lot of um, um, jargon out there about, about planning, but I, for sim the for the sake of simplicity, I just call it a plan. So, and you know the old saying, um, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, and that's kind of uh, what the intent of this strategic plan um, for deer management is: is just um, making sure we are uh, strategic in our direction, and over the next five years that we're um, focusing, you know, our efforts on the right things to kind of move. Uh, our move deer management forward so. yeah well tell us a little bit about yourself i know you've been you've been working with deer for a long time and you came to us from and i won't get this right i think maybe new york was your last area of work but maybe some it might have been somewhere else but tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are now yeah yeah so so yeah you're right okay. new york was my last stop uh i've kind of been all over the place <laughs> um i'm from pennsylvania um I grew up in Pennsylvania, very rural area, um, and I went to did my undergrad in Pennsylvania. At a, um, got my undergrad in biology, did my master's degree at the University of Georgia, um, which is um, kind of a, a, a big deer school. They have a, a deer lab there, and cool. uh, Dr. Carl Miller is he's the leader of, of the deer lab. Um, and so that's where I got my master's work, working on uh, a coyote 
deer project. Um, and so actually before I even finished my degree, I finished writing my thesis and got my degree, I um, got a job with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Uh, so I moved to Tallahassee and I was the assistant deer program coordinator there for for three years. And um, from there is when I had the opportunity in New York uh, as actually as a biometrician, basically a fancy word for uh, working a lot with data. And I worked with their big game section and, and specialized in basically deer data. Uh, but the dream has always been for me to be the state deer guy. And so yeah. that's that's my role here. And that, this opportunity came up and um, yeah, just couldn't couldn't turn it down. So here I am. I've been here a couple years now. I'd say your experience in both deer management and being the deer program leaders, and then dealing with a lot of data, that helps you uh, helps you come uh, come in here and work on this strategic plan. It probably all all adds to the experience and adds to the plan. helps yeah. it helps it develop, and and we're excited to to see what comes out of this. Um, we kind of hit on a little bit about what it is, but how long have we been working on this plan? What's uh, what's the timeline on this? Yeah, so, well, we've been thinking strategic plan for a long time. Um, and actually, I guess it was last February, uh, well, not last February, two Februarys ago, so uh, February of 2017. Okay. Uh, we had a, a formal request from the, the Wildlife, Tennessee Wildlife Federation for us to develop a strategic plan for deer management, which was great because we were um you know it's something i was wanting anyway and um you know our commission agreed that that's something that we should focus on and, and um, it's not like we've been ne neglecting the the deer herd we always look at the numbers no. and stuff but they just want a little bit more information a little more yeah yeah and come up with a, a formal plan and um so everyone's kind of you know so it's transparent everyone knows kind of the direction of the program um but yeah so that's when you know, they kind of made the request, and shortly after that, we developed um, a deer team and developed a charter and a roster of a deer team, which is um, myself as, uh, I guess, the chair of the deer team, and we have a biologist from each of our um, four regions, uh, TWA regions. Um, we have a biologist from our private lands program, a biologist from our forestry program. Uh, we have um, a wildlife officer, on the team. Um, Brad Miller, our elk program leader, is also part of the team. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody, but I think that's uh, the gist of it. So, and that was a, that was a big deal, um, having all those diverse perspectives um, as part of a team and working in the active development of the plan. And we've done trainings, workshops. Um, we had a, a retreat called a manager's model workshop where um, it's like a three-day uh, retreat, but what was pretty powerful about that was we uh, identified this um, desired future condition statement, and it's kind of kind of like a vision statement. And I won't share it, but if you come to the public meetings, you're, you'll you'll be able. You I don't want to. I bet there's a PowerPoint slide. <laughs> yeah, with that on it, yeah. Huh? I don't want to spoil anything. Um, <laughs> so so that was pretty powerful, and and it wasn't a five-year desired future condition. It was, you know. It was kind of um, use your imagination and don't think about constraints, you know, so it could be like 50 to 100 years. And so it, that was really important. And now with this five-year plan, we want to make sure we're moving 
in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, and since, uh, or oh, shortly after that retreat, we actually um, had the privilege of hosting the Southeastern Deer Study Group, which is a professional conference of biologists, uh, deer biologists, um, particularly in the Southeast, but people from all over the country come. And we actually made the theme of the meeting, state agency deer management. And, um, and so we were able to learn from that and right after that, so that was this, this February, February of 2018, um, right after that is when we got started actually actively writing the plan. Um, and we meet monthly to um, discuss the plan, iterate, and it's still very much draft, and that's... Um, that leads it, us to the public meetings, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, because we, we want to engage with our stakeholders and make sure um, stakeholder... Um, desires are reflected in the in the plan and so we're these public meetings that are coming up we want to we want to learn from you know the stakeholders from hunters from farmers motorists anyone who's experiencing uh, impacts from deer and um, so I've seen that list in the in the news release and I was thinking what do we why do we want to hear from motors why do we want to hear from farmers and and that kind of stuff so what what led to all the the suggested yeah. visitors to the meetings yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know if you know this or not, but deer are, can be kind of controversial, or, or the management of deer. Yeah. Um, you know, I've hit one with a car. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I could see why motors probably want to show up. Yeah, and um, so what's what might be a great number of deer for the deer hunter is um, that doesn't work for maybe a farmer who or a road someone in row crop agriculture whose mm -hmm. livelihood depends on deer. Or um, in in other instances, if you know if there's rare forbs or something, uh, understory plants that are um, somebody's wanting to preserve, you know, deer can can impact that. So um, yeah, deer are, are a keystone species. It means they can you know they don't once they start reproducing they don't stop for a long time, and that and that can lead to to problems to issues. And so we want to hear from all the different. Um, diverse perspectives and people who might be experiencing impacts um, from deer and impacts can be a positive or a negative thing and so we just our charge is to manage it for the resource for everyone not just um, sportsmen but certainly that's a sportsman's a huge part sure. of it and, and a lot of a lot of times there aren't conflicts and we can manage it for uh, what sportsmen want what sportsmen sportsmen want excuse me so um just if you're tuning in, just getting in here, the meetings we're talking about are on, on a, a, a September 4th, 5th, and 6th, Jackson, Murfreesboro, and, and Knoxville. Just want to let everybody know that if you're just tuning in. But uh, what kind of uh, what kind of um, we kind of hit on this, but what kind of feedback are we hoping to, to get? Can people even provide input if if they can't attend? How does that work? Yeah. So for the folks who who can attend, what they can expect is I'll share. We'll share the draft. The, as I mentioned, the plan is very draft at this point. We'll share our draft goals and objectives, and and we want to hear from the people there on you know where we're heading. Get some feedback, and and we'll you know we'll correct course if need be. Uh, for those who can't attend the meetings, there will be uh, opportunity to provide provide input online. Uh, later this fall, we'll have a uh, a more complete draft, and we'll have a public comment period, a 30-day public comment period. So everyone will have an opportunity to provide input. So it's similar to our our deer season 
input period. Yeah, similar yeah. process. And and uh, our plan right now is, Jason, I think you'll back me up on this, is that we're going to try to do a Facebook Live on one of the meetings, and we're thinking it might be the Murfreesboro one, kind of in Middle Tennessee. So uh, so keep that in mind. Yeah, too. if you if you follow us on Facebook and 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 watch our live segments on on Facebook and and can't make a meeting and want to tune into that one, we're we're hoping to do that. Uh, if if James is okay with that and and his team, <laughs> no pressure, uh, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. But if if we don't, then we'll uh, we'll at least uh, put a post out there talking about the results and how yeah. it went and that kind of thing. Exactly. But, uh, uh, but yeah, we hope to maybe do that. And hey, if you're listening on or watching on Facebook right now, go ahead and comment if you got some uh, questions or something. We'll try to get to them. But if not, we'll answer them after the show. And these meetings will be in the evening too, when it's you know hopefully most convenient for folks to come after work and and uh, just just spend the evening learn a little bit and and uh, get with some of our folks and you know not necessarily you don't have to step up to a public mic or anything like that but we've got opportunities after the formal presentation to get off to the side and, and yeah. chat with us yeah you know, yeah with our with the team yeah exactly and we're going to make it actually um after the the formal it'll be about a 20 to 30 minute presentation and then we're going to do actually break out in um, to smaller groups, uh-huh. and we'll have plenty of TWA staff there to kind of facilitate each of the of the smaller groups. Okay, and cool. so um, so yeah, no, if any that's a concern for anyone as far as having to speak in front of a large group, that's not going to be the the format of the meeting. It'll be smaller breakout groups. And we we may have already mentioned this, but if we haven't, let's go ahead and hit the the locations again. I know we we. I know we rattled them off where they are, Jackson, Murfreesboro, Knoxville. But can you give us some details on the on the addresses and? Uh... Yeah, yeah. And for those watching on Facebook, uh, we do have Facebook events. Um, if, so if you could um, let us know if you're coming, that would be yeah. At or least if you're going interested. or interested. Or... Yeah, and and all this information is on there, and we have uh, a press release on the website as well. But um, for the sake of convenience, the West Tennessee meeting in Jackson is at the, the UT um, Ag and Research and Education Center. It's at 605 Airways Boulevard, Suite 104, Jackson, Tennessee. The Murfreesboro meetings at the Lane Agri-Park Auditorium. It's at 315 John R. Rice Boulevard, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And then in East Tennessee, it's at UT Knoxville in the Plant Biotech Building. And the address there is 2505 EJ Chapman Drive, Knoxville, Tennessee. All right. So there's uh, quite a few opportunities. Uh, they're they're back to back, seven to nine, right? Seven to nine. Yep. Seven, seven to, nine. to nine in all locations. And and if you're in uh, if you're in Tennessee or in Tennessee, we are in Tennessee. If you're in uh, the Eastern Time Zone, that's seven to nine Eastern Time, right? Right. Okay. Right. All right. So if you can't make one of the Middle Tennessee or West Tennessee meetings and you're going to that one, make sure you take note that that'll be six o'clock Central. Uh, for that East Tennessee meeting in Knoxville, um, I don't. Th- I, th- I think this is a pretty obvious question. We're not worried about our deer herd, but uh, that was one that I had on my list here. Are we worried about anything with the deer? Well, outside of the threat of, of chronic wasting disease, and that's that's a worry for any state that doesn't currently have it. Right. Um, yeah, it seems like every year one or two more states gets added to that list, and so. Um, you know that's 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 kind of the big one and as you uh, discussed in the last meeting with um, Greg and Dan um, you know we're, we're pretty focused on that and we're actually um, Tennessee is on, on the cutting edge of 
uh, CWD prevention and surveillance. And so that's, that's really exciting um, as far as our efforts in regards to chronic wasting disease. But other than that, there aren't, as far as we know, any real crises in regards to deer in Tennessee. Um, but, you know, these, maybe we'll learn something at these public meetings uh, that would suggest otherwise. But as far as we know now, we've done a little bit of engagement with stakeholder representatives um, prior to this, actually uh, just a couple months ago, and it didn't seem like there were any um, huge... Um, any huge issues out there. Yeah, yeah, which is the perfect time to develop a strategic plan. So now we have an opportunity to be proactive and continue to develop our systems, and, and hopefully we can, can keep it that way um, so we don't get um, blindsided by an issue. So, right. And not to dwell on the CWD issue, but the, this upcoming season, uh, there are some changes that have been implemented by our commission. Yes. Uh, looking forward, trying to be proactive, and one of those is that if you harvest uh, a cervid anywhere outside the state of Tennessee, what do you have to do before you bring it back in? I mean, it's not like you can just bring that that deer back across the line without making you, right, preparation. Right, right. Yeah, you can't just throw it in the back of the the you know the gutted deer in the back of the truck and and drive it home. That's a um, it's risky business for us and risky business um, for you uh, in terms of you might um, lose your lose your deer. So you got to, there are car, we call them carcass importation, um, restrictions. Um, there, we have a, a website dedicated to that. Jason, I don't have it off the top of my head. And it's yeah. outlined in the hunting guide. Jason's hunting got guide. it here. Yeah. Page 30 in the hunting guide. Uh, you can go to tnwildlife.org and it's uh, there or tncwdfree.org. Both of them will get you to the same spot. Yeah, yeah, and that's the intent there is um, to keep Tennessee CWD free. And so, you know, boned out meat, um, clean skull plate. Um, you can you can bring the antlers back, mm -hmm. but th that skull plate does need to be clean, uh, tanned, um, tanned hides. Right. Um, let me take a look at the the list here. A clean teeth, no meat or tissue attached. Uh, finished antler products and taxidermy mounts um, and the tanned hides which I already mentioned yeah so so that's that's and that's kind of the new normal and the more and more states are um, are jumping on board with that and so yeah that's that's hunting in the CWD era yeah yeah so we gotta be careful gotta be careful we don't want to be the, you don't want to be the guy who brings it back <laughs> yeah yeah um, so anyway don't forget the main reason we we're here today. Strategic plan for deer management. And yeah. that, those meetings are coming up September 4th, September 5th, September 6th, Jackson, Murfreesboro, Knoxville. Those addresses and uh, locations are on our website, tnwildlife.org, in the, in the newsroom and on our Facebook page. Uh, and all those events are 7 to 9 in the, for the time zone that those meetings are in. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add before we get going? No. Thanks for having me, Jason. Um, thanks for the information. Thanks for um, for taking time out of your day to do this. Don, anything you want to have before we get out of here? No, I just think uh, show up for the meetings. Yeah. Or the, there's going to be quite a bit of effort put into that. And uh, I know you guys have put in a lot of hours in these formulating these plans. Come take advantage of it and see what you can pick up on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody for tuning in this week. And uh, we hope you tune in next time right here on Tennessee Wildcast. 
and uh, keep coming back and uh, check out our website tnwildlife.org it's the best place to stay current on all the outdoor information here in Tennessee we'll see you guys later see ya thanks thanks for tuning in stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram hey it's all about Tennessee wildlife it's what we do Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.